Hello, I'm James Wrigley, and you're about to listen to the audio from another one of my LinkedIn Lunchtime Lives that I'm doing Monday to Friday at 12.30 Melbourne time, streaming live both on LinkedIn and Facebook for the time being. At this episode, I'm joined by Lior Harrell. Uh, we talk about medical cannabis. I had no idea what the market or any of that looked like here in Australia. I was aware of the big collapse in cannabis share prices around the world but not so much the market and uh, how it's all playing out here in Australia. Uh, Lior uh, works for a group that's listed here in Australia, uh, medical cannabis stock that's listed on the stock exchange, and Lior was uh, grateful enough to uh, spend some time with me uh, talking about how it's all playing out. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. We're on live uh, Monday, just gone 12.30, we're a couple of minutes late today, that's my fault, I only, only got here, Leo, you were sitting there waiting for me, so sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, for anyone that may be watching already or tunes in shortly, catches it on the replay, I'm joined today by Leo Harrell. Uh, Leo, thank you for joining me on the live today. No problem, James, I've been a fan of the, um, the live videos of yours for a while now, so a pleasure to be on. Yeah, we were, we were talking the other day and you said, Can, when, when are we going to do one? So I was half joking, <laughs> but anyway, here, here you are. Thank you. Um, now, now, I guess, full disclosure up front, uh, Lior and I work together, uh, but Lior's not here to, to talk about that. Lior works uh, in, the, in the kind of medical cannabis space and that may be of interest to a few people that are watching. Uh, so if you've got some questions or anything, uh, drop it below. I really don't know anything about this space at all, so was more than happy to have Lior uh, join me to kind of talk through that uh, as as we get to it. Um, but but Lior, maybe we'll start with I guess where I've been starting with with most other people that I've been having these interviews with. Where where are you at the moment? There's some family photos behind you. Looks like you're at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, working working from home, James. Just in the study yep. at home. Uh, this yep. is probably our fourth week uh, working from home. Yep. So, uh, I've got pretty good, uh, pretty good setup here, and, and good access to the network. Yeah, so pretty, pretty easy logistically for, for for me and for the rest of our team to work from home, which has been great. So, was that the whole team went went home four yeah, weeks? The whole the whole Chronos uh, Australia staff have been working from home. Uh, yeah. we're not we're not a massive uh, enterprise in terms of number of employees. Uh, you know, an exec team of four, a uh, few other staff, uh, and also we've got a small. Um, uh, interest in a medical clinic, uh, and the doctors there are, are now doing only telehealth consultations. So yeah. everyone is pretty much working remotely, and and that's that's been really well received, uh, yeah. and it's logistically pretty easy to roll out, which is great. Yeah. And is the whole team in Melbourne, in the office in Melbourne, where you normally are? Yeah, that's right. We're Melbourne based, Melbourne based company. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. That's a bit earlier than you know, you'd, you'd say the odd post on LinkedIn in particular, people saying they were working from home, but you know, four, four weeks ago, we, you certainly would have been one of the first officers to to call it quits. And, and yeah, I think, I think we really felt around that Friday when the Grand Prix was cancelled, um, mm. sort of the impetus for us, um, and we, we moved quite quickly on it, and, you know, kudos to the to the CEO and the, and the team, we were ahead of the curve, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excuse the pun about curves, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> we've, we've all been in <laughs> The video functionality, um, you know, has made uh, catching up pretty pretty easy, which has been good. Yeah, you want you wonder what life would be would be like without Zoom or Teams yeah. or any other things that you're working with the other guys on. 
Um, so what? So how's it how's it been for you? Four weeks in, what are you how, how are you managing? Yeah, look, I think it's important, like me and like many others, to have a bit of a routine. Um, you know, from a work perspective, we start the day off with a team uh, Zoom conference at nine thirty. That typically lasts for the better part of an hour, uh, mm. and that's a good way to really refine you know, sort of short-term goals and also projects that, that we're taking a longer-term view on. Uh, I've, I've got uh, two, two young kids at home. So, you know, that that's always a bit of a juggling act. Um, but, you know, together with, with support from uh, from Amy, uh, my wife, we're sort of able to coordinate so that I, I get the, the appropriate distance that I need to do the work. But by the same token, you know, four weeks ago there was still school, so I was doing drop-offs mm. and... And, and pickups, and you need to have a bit of that, a bit of that flexibility. Um, otherwise, you know, we're, we're still catching up um, with other members of the exec very frequently. You know, if not on Zoom, then 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 calls, um, and really, you know, just you know, relaxing in, I suppose, to our own a workflow. Uh, the days obviously not as rigid as it as it would otherwise be with 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 everything that's going on. Um, but we, we you know we find we're, we're still very productive and getting a lot done, which has been great. Are you are you losing track of the days? Like as in, you know, it was Sunday yesterday. But like I, for me, I'm kind of like I was responding to emails and things. You know, I responded one to, to one to you, back to you yesterday. You kind of okay. you know, well, I'm I'm here at home anyway. The kids are occupied. Or well, yesterday, my youngest yeah. one was asleep. I may as well do an hour of work now. There is, there is a bit of that, isn't there? Um, yeah. And you know, we've got we've got the Easter long weekend coming up. Uh, yeah. And you know, every other year, isn't that like a milestone that we all can't wait to look forward to? Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, not that I want to, not that I want to sell my kids short because I've had a lot of fun with them. Um, but you know, all of a sudden, you're facing um, a lot of family time with everything closed, not that much to do, and um, it's it's a, it's a bit scary to look forward to yeah. that in the calendar. But yeah, there is that sense that every day sort of um, melts into the next. Uh, but I suppose that's why it's important to keep a bit of routine and, and keep a bit of structure to the week. Uh, you know, we've got calls with other stakeholders um, within our business, uh, directors and and uh, suppliers, and, and that sort of really keeps us focused uh, during the week to, to get through what needs to be done. Yeah, so I guess talking about the business, so is some of those stakeholders and things overseas? Like yeah, yeah, we've, we've got, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kronos Australia, we're, we're a medicinal cannabis company um, incorporated um, a couple of years ago in Victoria and listed on the ASX um, in November of last year. Hmm. Uh, and really sort of our, our mission is to, you know, be a leading health and wellness um, product supplier in Australia and Asia. Uh, and these are medicinal cannabis products first and foremost. Hmm. We, we, um, we were born out of a joint venture between, you know, um, two members of our management team and um, a Canadian company called Kronos that, that's based in Canada. And Kronos is a, a really big listed company over there, you know, a really big market cap. Uh, and so, yeah, there's plenty of interaction uh, with the Canadians. And again, you know, Zoom is really helpful for that. Uh, and sort of regular interaction with stakeholders in Canada and the States and the UK, um, where, our, where our suppliers reside. So, yeah, there's, there's plenty of work still going on, albeit, you know, unprecedented times. We're all sort of working... Uh, differently than, than how we're used to. Um, but, you know, from our perspective, our supply chain hasn't been terribly interrupted by everything that's going on, not yet. So uh, still 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 progressing with our, our post-IPO uh, operational plans, which is good. 
Hmm. So, so where where's the market for medicinal cannabis at in Australia at, at the moment? Look, yeah, look, it's a really good, it's a really it's a really good question, James. I mean, medicinal yeah. cannabis. It's look, I think it's one of these areas and industries where the reality is perhaps different to um, you know what what people think or what what they discuss colloquially. I mean, I think it's worth noting medicinal cannabis is legal in Australia, which means that if you've got a particular condition that could be assisted with a medicinal cannabis product, it's legal for you to get that product with a prescription from a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, having said that, uh, the framework, which you know I won't bore you with right now, it is complicated and very bureaucratic and um, it, it's, it's not simple to become part of uh, the process. And I think the best estimates indicate that in, in Australia last year, probably just over 10,000 patients availed themselves of medicinal cannabis products legally. So in the scheme of a, you know, a country of 25 million, that's not so many. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are a number of issues, many of which uh, were actually brought up in a recent uh, government inquiry or parliamentary inquiry into access. There are a number of issues that make access to medicinal cannabis products challenging. The cost of those products is high. Um, the number of doctors who are willing to subscribe, prescribe the products, excuse me, is not uh, massive. Uh, and, you know, what we're, what we're really about doing as an organisation is, you know, getting quality products to patients because the evidence indicates um, that many patients respond well. Uh, I think that, that there's a sort of yet two misconceptions. One is that medicinal cannabis is a, is a uh, you know, is a magical product that fixes everything. That's certainly not the case. Uh, and another is that you know it's it, it's you know it's sort of voodoo science, and it's not and it's not good. And that's also certainly not the case. You know, what we're seeing is good results for people with chronic pain, uh, good results for people uh, going through cancer treatment, um, good results for other um, you know other ailments. Um, but at the same token, we're still pretty early on into um, what is a new industry in Australia. And unfortunately, um, like for many industries, you know, this this COVID hasn't done us any favours and it's come up at a time when uh, I suppose there was a bit of investor um, question marks over, over um, you know, the profitability of the industry because it's at its infancy. So we're seeing some companies doing it tough um, but confident um, that we'll that we'll pull through, and there's there's a real viability for a strong uh, market here in Australia. Because it was all, you know, we had medicinal can. I guess investing in medicinal cannabis stocks was all the all the rage last year. You know, we kind of had yeah. we had Bitcoin, or maybe that was even the year before the Bitcoin, and then that seemed to the hype seemed to roll over into the medicinal cannabis stocks. Whether they're in Australia, whether they're in America, Canada, wherever they where they were, a lot of them kind of reaching lofty heights, but. But as you said, now a lot of them, um, you know, having their their, their struggles, and, and so the, the stock prices have reflected that's that. Right. That's right. I mean, we've seen. I mean, I won't I won't pick on any um, listed players in the Australian space because you know, truth be told, our own share price isn't um, isn't skyrocketing. Um, but we've seen some really significant falls from uh, what were astronomical highs uh, not even twelve months ago, uh, and when yeah. we saw that towards the end of last year. So this isn't just uh, COVID-induced, uh, but um, there's no question that, you know, for a long time um, cannabis was seen as a sort of a, a speculative investment but one that could generate, 
you know, astounding returns very quickly and, and a lot of people uh, rode that wave up, uh, but certainly it has come crashing down. Uh, and really I think what's going to distinguish, uh, James, is sort of um, the better companies uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about here in Australia is the ability to connect with patients, to, to find a channel to get good quality products to patients uh, and to have those patients you know, come back for repeat prescriptions because they see benefit and efficacy from the product. I, I really think that most companies who are in the business of building big cultivation facilities and manufacturing are really going to struggle. Uh, our company has adopted a, a really asset light model where we, we're not manufacturing, we're not growing or cultivating, we're just uh, importing and supplying for the time being mm -hmm. and doing brand development and, and that obviously is not highly capital constrained so um we think that, that that's where um there's a niche for the better players to see this crisis through and to thrive and i suppose time will time will tell hopefully uh and you know this is a, a personal hope in addition to a professional hope i think the framework for medicinal cannabis needs to relax in in australia uh the intention from the government was a good one to keep it very highly regulated because uh, we're talking about a narcotic but I, I think you know the pendulum needs to swing back a bit to to a more um easily accessible regime where we can see more people avail themselves of, of of what is a product that has been shown to have really good effect with very few uh negative side effects hmm. so so the market's at an infancy stage here in, in australia is it how, how much further developed is it in in the US, UK, Canada? Yeah, look, Canada is the leader. Canada were the first to uh, introduce a wholesale medicinal cannabis framework. And mm -hmm. then uh, I'm not sure if they were the first, but if they weren't the first, they were the second or third to legalise cannabis recreationally uh, in Canada. And just to make that distinction for your viewers um, that, that, that aren't aware of it, um, it, it isn't legal to consume cannabis in this country for any reason unless you have a uh, prescription from a doctor. So you're using that product for a medicinal purpose. Yep. Uh, in Canada and in a number of states in America, most states in America, you know, if you, James, not that I want to pick on you, wanted to walk into a store and you're over the age of 18 and you wanted to buy uh, a joint or a, an edible, a cookie uh, or a drink or beverage even infused with cannabis, you could do that and no one would uh, blink an eyelid. It's a big market over there. Uh, here, that, that would be illegal. So mm. what we saw in the bigger um, uh, markets, let's just focus on Canada, was a, an absolute boom in terms of listed stock prices in anticipation of uh, this industry um, growing and, um, you know, gaining massive traction with um, retail consumers. And I think what's happened is, you know, that bubble has burst. It was probably pushed too hard, too fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the valuations of a lot of these Canadian um, uh, cannabis companies had, have just been smashed. Mm -hmm. uh, so, as I said, that was happening before COVID. Uh, as a consequence of that, a lot of, uh, a lot of listed Canadian players pulled out of their investments in Australia uh, and, and other countries, yeah. We're, we're lucky in the sense that our, our partnership with Kronos Canada has remained on foot. And they're strong supporters of ours. So that hasn't happened to us, but you've seen that. So that there's then been the trickle-on effect to the share prices of a lot of our competitors, um, which, like our own, in, in full disclosure, have, have seen better days and, and have and have been hit. So, you know, companies now, you know, 
they need to be well capitalized. Uh, they need to have a good strategy, and and hopefully, um, they'll you know they'll be able to ride this out, including us. Um, but yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride for people investing in cannabis, as I imagine it would be in Bitcoin. But I don't know that space. Yeah, um, yeah. brought a share market in the in the last six yeah, weeks. Hopefully, a couple of years, and I think it'll take a couple of years for the industry to cement itself and to be seen as a bit more of a stable investment. That you know, hopefully, you'll be putting some clients into James. Yeah, um, <laughs> that goes. Maybe at some point in the future. So, so in America, I, I can remember being on holiday. In, or was our honeymoon in America a few, a few years back just after we got married. Uh, along Venice Beach there, there was all these guys trying to pull you into these places and they had a green, like a pharmacist or something, it was like a green a green cross. And I think I think the idea was that you had to go in and get a prescription and then you could get the medical cannabis stuff. Is, is it now you don't even need to go into these places where they're trying to pull you in with the green with the green cross over there you can just look i, I haven't been uh, haven't been in the states for a couple of years um yeah. and when i when i was i wasn't um as as interested in in the in the industry but i mean it, it, as i as i was saying before in america you can consume cannabis uh you can consume it medicinally uh, mm. for medicinal purposes and that would necessitate a visit to the doctor and a prescription um, but by the same token, if you felt like the benefits of a cannabis product um, to chill you out or to, or to you know, to, to, to help you out, um, you can just walk into a store and the only requirement is that you be of age. Um, so there's no, I wouldn't have thought there'd be a massive need to, you know, pull people in as, as you experienced in Venice Beach because the stores are everywhere, uh, yeah. you know. Um, again, they're struggling. And, and, and what has been interesting, and I can't really offer too much insight into why this is, is you're still getting a lot of people in the states and Canada buying the product on the black market, even though it's legal. All right. Uh, and and there there appears to be still a reluctance on the part of the consumer uh, to sort of formally go into a, a shop and 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 have a footprint, if you will, of a purchase. Um, whether that's because um, you know um, they're concerned about what the authorities might do with that information, whether that's because it's more convenient for them to buy it illegally, I think cost is also a factor um so yeah it, it was certainly in canada and, and i'm an advocate i should mention i'm an ag advocate of the legalization of cannabis in australia for recreational use mm. uh, but i think a lot of advocates myself included um would have pushed the argument that legalizing it in australia would reduce the reliance on the black market supply and the evidence has not supported that um yeah, so okay. we'll, see, we'll see what happens there yep yeah okay well, thanks for that. I'm just checking to see any comments or anything here in the in the live stream. Great, yeah. great. Say that again. Anything from the guests? Any any comments from the? Um, no. The well, so, so Graham Castley's been tuning in just about every day for the, for the last couple of weeks. He's uh, he's in an island in the in the Philippines. Um, sit here. For those in Melbourne, it's 31 degrees and sunny, relatively clear blue skies. Looking forward to a good chat. It's um, certainly. Oh, well. I hope I've helped out there, Graham. I'm not sure about uh, what the cannabis position is in the in the Philippines, but um, if he's on an island and it's 31 degrees, then hopefully he can uh, enjoy his natural surroundings, irrespective. Bit bit better than the view out my window at the moment. It's uh, looking like it's about to start pouring down. It's been certainly been freezing this morning. Mm. Um, all right, Leo. Thank you for that. Um, Thanks, Graham. Very informative. Now I know a, a fair bit more about the the space that you're actually working in. Right. Um, I'll uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining me, and we'll um 
we'll catch up soon. See you, Jay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks,